Oh my god, so many testicles. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise! Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Boina. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a dive into movies, music, mystery, and history, dabbling in the icky, irksome, inexplainable, and infernal, and almost always touching the world of the macabre. On today's episode, we grab our dinner plates for a tale of revenge that's so sweet to the taste with the real gnarly segment with from Sam, and then all finishes mm-hmm. all off the creepy file. As always, those beautiful voices you hear chiming in are my two lovely co-occupants of the pod. We'll go ahead and jump over to Sam first. Follow him at Chuddle the Sam on Instagram and Slasher. How are you doing and what is going on in your neck of the woods? <laughs> I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being Not here. a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I've. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, house gets sick. It's part of having kids. This is what they don't tell you. Everybody's going to get sick all the goddamn time. Um, and then I've been watching Master Chef still. And there is this. <laughs> there's this contestant on this last season. His name is Dino. And he is really thin. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be Asian of some kind and Sicilian. And he's got this real New York like, hey, make me a cannoli uh, voice. But he's a ballet dancer and he's covered in tattoos and like kind of on his collarbone coming up his neck says surf, skate, ballet, more. And he's just got like tattoos everywhere. And he's real thin and like tall with bleach blonde hair. And what was the other thing about him that was hard to believe? There's I don't know thing. anything. It yeah, just sounds like this they, is a. <laughs> there's oh, I I don't know. He's vegan. There's a bunch of stuff, but like he is this person is such a character that if they were in a book or a movie, I would be like, that that's too much. I don't believe that that <laughs> person would exist in real yeah, life. You're not a thing. But this guy, hundred percent does, and I loved him. I mean, he's amazing. He was awesome. But I was wondering if you guys have ever known any people like that, where you're like, this person's too out a there to be real. Ballet chef, <laughs> specifically, like, yes, a, uh, yeah. wow, no, no, I've never met <laughs> people. Oh, that, that are other just wild like... thing was he's always posing. It looks like a, a Zoolander. Like whenever he's not talking, he's kind of like blue steel with his cheeks sucked in yeah, yeah, and his yeah, yeah. lips yeah. out it's that's weird. a good look insane I, it's, yeah. do you think he's doing that or has his face probably been altered to always look like that I, I how much plastic surgery do you think he's had you probably i don't know how I, good you're at telling on that not very good at telling yeah i figured um, yeah. <laughs> oh brian we, we, you know we've met i'm an expert we've, no no that's not what i was getting at but <laughs> brian we've we've met someone on par with that we have, we have bo- we? Yes, in college. Yeah, we I were mean, both sitting on a couch, and it, and he happened to be ascending a stairwell. 
I think we've talked about this dude before. I think this guy's come up before. (laughs) We've definitely talked about metal hands on this before. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm glad he's becoming a recurring character. We'll just call him metal hands. Dude, Edward metal hands was one of the... (laughs) Edward metal hands. (laughs) Was one of the most interesting human beings I think I've ever met in my entire life. For a split second. That beautiful voice that you're here right there is Ross at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram and Slasher. Sorry, continue. I want to make sure everyone gets your... For oh, the first yeah. time listeners, you know, someone may have just picked this up and like, who's this guy? Who, oh, yeah. who who's is this guy? I know our, 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 our long times are like. It's like a no, cyber goth, right? We know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was, right? It was cyber goth? I would, no, I would say he's more like. No, it's just like new metal. metal. He was new like. Metal. New metal. Like 90s, early 2000s. out of the box metal. Like we're talking like the newest metal. Vein. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Without and, face, no face paint. No and face a time paint. where that really wasn't happening. It was over. Anymore. We were, we were, we were, we're done, that, and he was yeah. holding on to it. And I mean, now there's like a resurgence of it. I feel like, yeah. But I uh, hope he stayed with it this whole time, and now is cool again. No, nah, he's in polos now. Full circle. He's like an insurance <laughs> salesman. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a yacht salesman now. Mm-hmm. But uh, how you how are you doing otherwise? How are, how are things going on? Oh, dude, I've been I've been great. I actually just currently went to Spooky Empire, the horror convention, and it was. Fantastic. I got to meet Dee Wallace, who mm-hmm. is one of the sweetest actresses on the planet. And uh, I got a Cujo poster signed, which was just, oh, if you know me, the Stephen King thing. Nice. So, so good. Also, uh, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, was there. Mm-hmm. And I got him to do a video for my daughter. Because my daughter is obsessed with Tales mm-hmm. from the Crypt Keeper, the animated TV show. And the only thing she likes watching is when the Crypt Keeper is talking. So <laughs> he literally made a video for my daughter. And she watches it like, no joke, like 8 to 15 times a day. That's incredible. The, yeah, yeah, I have to awesome. back it up now. Like, I'm going to have to say this. So John Kassir, if you're listening, of course you are. Thank you so much, dude. Like, you, like this is like the highlight of my daughter's life at this point is that the Crypt Keeper actually talked to her. That's awesome. That's amazing. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Sorry. It sounds like a fun time. Uh, I wish I would have been down there to go to it. I miss going to cons. Uh, it's been, you know, obviously a long long time. I'm sure you don't for other reasons that we don't need to get into, but uh <laughs> you mentioned, you know, your love for uh anything Stephen King and all that. By the way, go ahead and follow me at Truddle the Brian with a why? Cuz fuck it on Instagram yeah. and Slasher. You're talking about your love of Stephen King. I am going to go ahead and be checking out The Black Phone as of we're recording Ooh. right now. It that that has just dropped and I will be yes. going to a showing His of son, that. Joe Hill. Yes. Uh that Dude, okay, so 20th Century Ghosts was a phenomenal... Dude, I love Joe Hill as an author. So good. Um, that story off of that black phone is going to be bonkers. bonkers. I, I don't... I, so I, I, I care to not know much about it, because I really don't... Yeah. I haven't read the story, and I don't know much, and I've... It's like... I didn't know I, I've almost Hill. fallen into those... Uh, that, that kind of thing of, like, I'm trying to... I don't... I guess I do try to avoid knowing much about a film now as I go into it. I'll watch a trailer if it happens to come on in front of me and I'll be like, okay, cool. That's what it is. Yeah. But like, if I can avoid it, maybe I will a little bit more so than I used to try to watch like everything before it led up to absolutely. it. I'm absolutely the same way. If I know I'm going to watch a movie, like if Frost is like, this is our movie and I don't know what it is. I'm just going to watch it. There's no way I'm watching a trailer. When I was in right. a book club at the end of book club, they would decide what the next book was like for the month next month and i would walk away and let them decide 
um, so that I didn't know anything going about about it going into it so i i'm yeah i'm right there with you on that so yeah i'm i mean i'm excited like i said i know very like we <laughs> yes don't know much going into it so i'm excited to check that mm-hmm. out in the morning i'll report back uh, follow me follow me on the instagram and slasher and go into the discord i'll talk about it there as well i won't say anything we'll keep it spoiler free or whatnot for now but that's how you can get some yeah. of our reactions to these you know movies that are just coming out like i feel like sp- going off the chain of that like the i've seen one trailer for nope which i'm really excited for but i've only seen mm-hmm. the one yes. but i know there's other things that have come out i'm like I'll avoid those ones. I've seen the one that get me hyped for it, and well, <laughs> I, just, I don't it. need that's to see anymore. That's all I need to get me I, ready for. I it. just, I just need the teaser. Don't give me a full trailer. What do you say to those other trailers? What do you say nope. to them? Is there a joke here? Nope. No. Oh, yeah. oh, there's. I was there's like, where's nope the joke? joke. I, I didn't get it. I was like, is this a, one of my buttons that I'm supposed to press? <laughs> <laughs> Drop. It's banned. <laughs> right. It's like I, I was like, shit. Like I'm on the spot here. Otherwise. All of us are doing really good and we're really happy for you to join us on another episode here. So we got a, as I mentioned in our little intro, Sam is going to bring us our main segment and I will finish us off with our just desserts. Sure. Why not? With a little creepy file, we'll call it. And before we do all of that, I'm going to say, go ahead and follow all of us at shuttle the pod on Instagram and slasher. Go ahead. Look below in the show description for a link to our discord where you can talk about all this shit and anything that's on the pod or off the pod. We go, Any we shit. go anything. We just have whatever mm-hmm. conversations there and it's fun. And like, I s- that's where we chuddle. That is where we chuddle. That is where we really get into the thick of the chuddle over there with past guests and fans alike. So jump into that. And for some reason you forget all of it, just go to chuddle and that'll get you to everything you need to chuddle. Just, just to have chuddle all in your life. In any way that you can, shuttlethepod.com. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> and before we get to all that, we're going to take a quick little break. Back from break. Sam, go. All right. <laughs> Today, we are going to discuss the tale of Liver Eaton Johnson. Ooh. First, some disclaimers that way we can get to the fun stuff honestly at this point i've read so many contradictory tales about liberating johnson i have no idea what's Mm -hmm. real but i'll mention some disputed bits here at the top and then we can get into it and you can decide what's real for yourself all right figure it out we're gonna figure it out that's what we're gonna do we're gonna go over all accounts and we're gonna get to the truth with a comb (laughs) was that his legal name like was that on his birth certificate Liver Eaton. It's funny you should ask. Liver Eating Johnson was born William Garrison, or maybe John Garrison. (laughs) And at one point, he was in the Navy, and he struck an officer, and instead of facing punishment, he deserted and changed his name to John Johnston, and later John Johnson. As far as I can tell, Jim. So he did drop the T. He did drop the T, yes. Okay, good. Oh, he, he just he, like, he put it on for a minute. He's like, nah, that's not me. It was Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like, why throw an extra like <laughs> syllable or vowel in there? I don't know. Yeah. That probably would draw more attention to yourself. You're walking around saying, my name's Johnston. People are like, oh, Mr. John Johnson. Johnson. No, Johnston. Yeah, he's correcting people Johnson. all the time. He's like, you know what? That's not even my real name. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> but I've also read some stuff where it said his name was John Johnston. I, it's really all over the map again. A lot of differing accounts, but a lot of them are based on this one source, which I read. We'll get to that. 
as far as I can tell, Jeremiah never became part of his name until the Robert Redford movie, Jeremiah Johnson, which was oh, kind of uh, yeah inspired by <laughs> two books, Crow Killer and like Mountain Man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Crow Killer Wait, is the book he... I read for this. I mean, I got to watch this. Does he eat a liver in this thing? In the movie? No, I read about it to see. I was like, there's no yeah. way. So the famous gif or jif, or I, however you choose to say it, of the like slow zoom in and the turning the bearded man guy. smiling and nodding. So I only realized like, I don't know, within this past year, that was Robert Redford. I had no idea. But it's also from this movie, uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, I had no That's idea awesome. until recently. Did you know... I always thought it was, for some reason, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's how, and I was like, I don't know what movie or whatever he's doing this is from, but I'm like, looks pretty all right. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for Nailing you, Zach, that role. looking like Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I only saw it. I only ever saw it in gift form, so it was always probably ever small, and I was like, okay. Because the way the angle he's doing it, I don't know. <laughs> he's got that, you know, uh, Galifianakis flair. Flavor, yeah, if just, you will. Je ne sais Fanakis. <laughs> my Sam, my wife thought when I was like telling her about this, I was like, you know that uh, gif of the guy? And she was like, oh, the coffee meme? And I was like, what are you talking about, coffee meme? And I showed it to her and she was like, yeah, that's the one. I don't know. I just associate it with coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Not everyone's going to know that. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> A fresh cup of coffee just feels like Robert Redford. Smiling and nodded. Oh, Mm. hi. So Johnson's grave, he was buried in California. We'll find out later. He dies in LA. Um, But it it was moved. He sort of, once he became sort of a popular figure, uh, the movie had come out. uh, High school class in California learned the story of the real guy. And we're like, he shouldn't be here. He should be in the mountains. So that his body ended up moving five years after the movie came out. Redford was a pallbearer when they like reinterned him. And his t- the tombstone, if you were to visit it today, it's got like him on a horse. It's like a big statue Jeez. and then like big marble thing. And in it, it says, John Jeremiah Liver Eaton Johnson. <laughs> oh, okay. On the plaque. So that- Oh, yeah, the plaque has it. So the movie didn't include that, certainly made him to be a nicer guy. I was even reading where it said, like, at some battles, he was like, man, they were being way too mean to these Native Americans, (laughs) which, (laughs) depending on what, you know, what's true, would not have been his M.O. Yeah. So we're going to, it's possible he was never married, never killed a crow, or any Native American for that matter, and never ate liver, all of which he was famous for. I read the book Crow Killer for this, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of stuff is based on. Any articles you read, just about anything, is based on this book Crow Killer, mm-hmm. except for modern books, obviously. So this book had five, I got it on Kindle, uh, so it was the newest edition, and it had five pre- prefaces, prefaces, prefaces? Um, Pre- to the book. Prefeces. <laughs> prefeces. The first prefeces yes. being that it's now the book's essentially considered historical fiction. They don't like, they figure ah. most of it's made up. The <laughs> next one talked about how racist the book was and 
<laughs> it definitely is pretty racist when it comes to Native American stuff. I'm sure. And they progressively get a little tamer, the prefeces, until it gets to the original prefeces, which says uh, all the stories in this book and the way it was put together is orally through stories from surviving mountain men that had worked with Johnson. This was like how the story was put together. Who wrote the book? A couple people. Okay, so it's like a joint effort. Yeah, it was uh, two guys. I don't have it right here. Crow Killer, you can find it. Sorry, authors. But one was a researcher and the other was like an author editor. So one guy got all the info and the other guy put it all together well i don't think you need to apologize they sounded like they made everything up in our assholes <laughs> well they didn't make it up but they got it for i mean mountain men were known to tell tall tales i think it was jim bridger who had the petrified forest and they had all sorts of you know that's what they were known for <laughs> raymond thorpe and robert j bunker that's right that's oh the, yeah those are some old-timey yeah. names <laughs> i think the book came out in the 60s maybe but a lot of the interviews were done in the 1940s because he died he died in 1900 right, right good old liver eating and not good old depend i mean if he didn't do any of the shit then yeah he might be all right but not not good not a good guy <laughs> john johnson was a mountain man he was a fur trapper a scrapper an army man a scout a shoshone chief and for lack of a better term indian fighter Throughout this, I'm going to try to refer to Native Americans by their tribes. And if I slip up, I apologize. Sometimes it's going to be from source material where uh, I might. It says Indian, so I'm going to say it. But whenever I have a tribe, I'll say it. Other times I'll say people if I don't know what to say and I don't like what was said in my original content. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's a tricky waters to navigate. I've noticed Uh, looking into like a lot of the stuff especially when you get older and older as it's written mm-hmm. it's like you are not speaking well <laughs> this is not a good not good but anytime i said he kills people that it is native americans mm-hmm. uh, at one point in his life johnson would brag i never had to kill a white man not even a frenchman so oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, like is, that, that, is that saying underneath the uh, uh, in the plaque where it just goes with <laughs> Justin and then that's the first thing that went underneath? Okay. That's his quote. The fact like. that the story that is known about him and was taken for truth is so long for so long is what got him this big plaque and statue and all this shit is fucking unbelievable. It's like so disgusting, really, because it, it was since he was reinterred and sort of made this famous right. mountain man for his crow killing that he like gained fame in the relatively modern era. Oh, um, also that bit about him being a Shoshone chief. I'm pretty sure that's total BS. It popped up at the very end of the book, just for an excuse for him to like go help the Shoshone in a fight. They were like, you're a chief for them. You need to go help. It was like, you know, you're right. I am <laughs> right. a Shoshone chief. I won't go do that. <laughs> I can't. I probably should go do that. Asshole. All right. Uh, that's enough disclaimers and everything let's get down to business johnson began his fur trapping tutelage under old john hatcher it was old john that taught him how to trap and hunt in the wilderness john also taught him to be wary of his surroundings particularly watchful of unfriendly natives 
who he had a much more racist way of phrasing it. I forget that. As well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So these two, yeah. these two in the book, whenever they're quoted, uh, it's bad. <laughs> don't I don't know what else to say. The author usually doesn't say anything quite this bad, I don't think. But it's like either way, very bad the way these guys talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just generally off putting. Okay. Yeah, it's tough. I read like fucking two hundred pages of this shit. <laughs> It was also Hatcher that taught Johnson how to scalp. Johnson scalps a lot of people, as we'll mm-hmm. learn. One day while traveling with Hatcher. Yes? Oh, I was going to say worst barber ever. Yeah, I mean, well, that would be bad if you went to a barber. And <laughs> you got scalped? This yeah, that'd uh... be a terrible, terrible barber. <laughs> Best scalper or worst barber? I don't, I don't think he was trying to be a barber. Yeah, no. That's like a barber surgeon. This is uh, just a hard fried <laughs> battle guy. He went hard surgeon route. Less barber oh, okay. route. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped out of the barber part. So while traveling with Hatcher one day, Johnson and Hatcher were attacked by a dozen Arapaho warriors. Johnson was struck by an arrow in his right shoulder, and they ran for cover. But uh, they were able to take down two Arapaho each before they Arapaho fled. We're like, yeah, we're getting out of here. Which happens a lot in these stories. It's like, there were 50 of us and two of me, and we took out a bunch of them, and then they ran away because we're so much stronger. It's like, all right, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. So they take off. Hatcher removes the arrow from Johnson's shoulder, and he didn't flinch. Hatcher said, Tough guy. Well, cuss me for a Kiowa. Haven't you got no feelings? That stun was deep. That was beautiful, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, thank you. They are written whenever they talk it's written like a old prospector or something it says like f-e-r for four for fur mm-hmm. and uh that stun was deep was w-u-z <laughs> was uh, yep. and there's a lot of that it, wow. it might come up in further quoting very phonetic they then finished off the wounded arapaho the four whoever wasn't dead you know they went up killed them and Hatcher showed Johnson how to twist the hair in one hand and then run his knife in a circle around the skull and yank upward with a quick snap like that of a whiplash. And boom, you got yourself a scalp. Ooh. And then they had like these belts or rings that they would wear around their waist and tie them onto there. Get a bunch of scalps. I guess you could sell scalps because at one point Johnson's pretty much making his living selling scalps. Don't Jesus know how Christ. that works. Didn't look into it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of proprietors that would uh, do currency goods or services for human scalps back then. Which is like, what a crazy horrifying. thing! Like, that's insane. These people are just serial killers of now. Like, you do that nowadays. How come yeah. I can't just go hired out and by the government? People nowadays, like, yeah, hired by the government. hired by the like, government at the time, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that was just a thing you did. Oh, okay, I just take human scalps and then cash them in at the local five and dime jesus monsters america fuck fuck (laughs) (laughs) johnson apparently was a quick learner and removed the scalp with no problem at all hatcher also remarked at how well johnson took to scalping well, cuss me for a Kiowa. Ye are built for this work more than any man I ever seed. First time I skinned up. <coughs> I was cold and shook all over. Wow. That was, uh, yeah, him talking about Johnson just being cold-blooded. 
and how it was mm-hmm. tough for him. And then, you know, I edited the bit where with the racist epithet. Yes, I got it. So, all right, you, like, you, like, all right, so that's, what, that's what was written down. But could you imagine this proxy? you like realizing that this dude's just a fucking monster. He just goes, oh, you, you didn't get shook or nothing by that. You're, you're fine. Yeah. You have an erection. Oh, gee, Willis the Willis. Well, uh, I think you're gonna make it out here on the mountains. Yep, I'll just see myself out. Like this is the shit that got written down. Imagine what they were like. All Actually the additional shit that they were saying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know how did Mountain Man end up speaking this way? Like, from what we know, Johnson's from Jersey. At some point, he made his way to the mountains and started learning from this guy. And all of a sudden, he was like, "Listen here, for these killed my enemy." Like, moonshine. I don't know, moonshine. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe just only talking to other people who talk that way, you just sort of naturally. Yeah, you pick up on Johnson didn't drink, incidentally. Oh, did you imagine him like running around and be like? Hey, I'm from Jersey. I'm gonna eat your liver. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? Hey, yo, I give got, me your liver. I got a weird hey, thing going on. Hey, come over I, here. I'm gonna, come over to, here. Uh, I'm gonna have to borrow your scalp for a little bit. Okay, so uh, I'll here. give it back. I'm gonna eat your liver. <laughs> <laughs> Grab Don't your liver in a scalp like a cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm just picturing the. This is just Joe Pesci. Just going. <laughs> Did you eat his liver? I can't do Joe Pesci. I don't know what that was. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, spot on. Spot so, on Pesci. Look at accurate. Johnson would end up saving Hatcher's life from... These are mountain men. Can you guys guess what he oh, a grizzly bear. had to save? A grizzly That's bear? That's right. <laughs> a grizzly bear. <laughs> of course. <laughs> from Crow Killer. It's probably the same grizzly bear. Uh, could be. Well, this is like, I don't know how long bears live. This would be about 20 or 30 years after glass. I like to time. think as it's always the same bear. Sure, yeah. He's just out there man-mauling. <laughs> man-mauling. For 30 years, he's like, you're going to come take all my furs. I'll kill y'all, all of you. He had That was a bear that had its own vendetta. This was towards the end of trapping. Hugh Glass was towards the beginning of trapping. At this point, starting to get a bit wiped out. Beaver fur is not as in fashion. Anyway, here's a quote from Crow Killer on saving Hatcher. Johnson fired at the bear, but succeeded only in wounding and further infuriating the gigantic beast. His only recourse being the knife. He drew his Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. How do you guys say it? Bowie knife. A David Bowie knife. He drew David Bowie. He drew his Ziggy (laughs) Stardust knife and stepped between the bear and his partner, who was racing to the nearest tree. The grizzly, a huge male, at once faced his new antagonist, rearing up on its hind legs and lashing out with its terrible forepaws. Ducking under a raking sweep of the claws, Johnson drove his blade into the heart of the beast. Then, as the animal swayed to and fro, he raced for Hatcher's tree, leaving his knife in the bear. So he took a grizzly out with a knife. Wow. Now the bear has a knife. <laughs> now the bear has a knife. It's <laughs> a knife. <laughs> What have I done? It's it, it's probably Monster. like an old bear because it's the same bear. You said this is a, a towards the end of trapping, so it's probably an old yeah. gray bear. I imagine like old man Logan 
but now he has a as a bear <laughs> going on it's his own journey. Now he's a knife. <laughs> but now he's a knife. Well, he'd have to be because now that I thought about Hugh Glass killed that bear. But well, well some stories like, say if it was like old man Logan, he would have just eventually healed, and now he's on yeah. to kill another. It wasn't, it wasn't dead. Bears. People, yeah. So Hatcher would later comment what a smart move it was to leave the knife in the bear because it caused further injury and for it to bleed out faster. And much, much later, uh, Johnson would be like, oh, yeah, I was just like, I need to get away from this bear now. I wasn't, it wasn't because of how smart I am. I just was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Ran up a tree. Bear. <laughs> Done. <Yeah>. Bear. <laughs> So, Hatcher and Johnson worked together for several more years before Hatcher retired from trapping, leaving Johnson his cabin. It was like, all right, I'm out of here. You can take my cabin. Keep on trapping. Good luck to you, young man. And uh, that was on the Little Snake River in northern Colorado. Now, by all so accounts... he had his own trap house. Yeah, he had a trap house. He left him his <laughs> trap cabin. Yeah. <laughs> a, tra- a trap... A trappin. A trappin. A trappin. 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 Tra- trappin. <laughs> So, uh, Johnson, by all accounts, was a physically intimidating man. Mm. In his time trapping with Hatcher, Johnson grew to his full size of six foot two and 240 pounds of brawn. Ooh. Yes. He's a beefcake. <laughs> oh, my. Was he cut? It, I would cut. think so. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Dude, he cut all the time, mostly scalps. <laughs> Well, yeah, we and know wood. he was cut. For a while, but... he was a woodhawk. <laughs> oh, he was cut. He had those Vs, those waist oh, Vs. Cum gutters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was cum gutting all day. <laughs> oh, his, his, uh, his hands were referred to, well, his, his Vs were referred to as cum gutters. His <laughs> hands were referred to as a pair of paws as big as a half a bushel of Montana wheat. So uh, you guys can picture ha- how big half a bushel yes. of Montana weed is. We, we, Very yeah. familiar with Montana Imagine weed. Imagine those as hands. Wow. Wow. For, for the listener, for the listener, how, how would you describe the size of Montana weed, Sam? Or well, Ross. Ross, Ross is super familiar yeah. with Montana weed. I know that. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the Tex Avery cartoon where the guy gets his hands run over and then he picks his hands up? Oh, yes. Yes. Like that's. Yeah. But think of that. But as a mountain man. Like, mm-hmm. absurdly big. Probably medically should have seen a doctor two large hands. Well, think of that as wheat, and then think of them again, once again, as hands. Yes. Yes. Montana but, <laughs> wheat. Not just any wheat. wheat. Montana wheat. That's correct. Yeah. I never thought we'd have, you know, a bit about wheat on this podcast, but it <laughs> happened. <laughs> Here we are. Montana wheat. This this episode's brought to you by Montana wheat. Bushelier. So... They hit these Montana wheat hands were powerful too. It was said he could, with one turn, he could twist a person's neck off. Jesus. Well, yeah, I'm sure he was okay. doing it. They probably saw so, him. Like I said, pretty powerful. Uh, yeah. In the, book, in the book Crow Killer, it said that he naturally had to use extreme care when hugging his friends. Now, when I read this, I assumed it was because he was so big and powerful that when he hugged his friends, he had to be careful because he might hurt him. But then throughout the book, Johnson used hug as a term for fighting like several times. He'd be like, well, what are you going to do about it? Want a hug? 
and <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh no," and leave, or they'd try to, and he'd you know knock him out or twist their head off or whatever. <laughs> so his his sign of affection was turning people into human Pez dispensers. I mean, I mean it, it kind of. It's yeah. Is he? I wonder, like, if he's using the term like hug, like. That's how he gets into fight. (laughs) He's like, you want a hug? And, like, does other people understand that means, like, fighting? I think so. He's going to get a chubby. Or do the people think, like, man, this guy's weird. He wants to hug me, but I know he wants to fight me. But why is he saying hug? Hug and makeup. (laughs) (laughs) We got two ways out of this. Through a hug or you scalped. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing one or the other. uh, I think he meant, you know, fighting. Um, Oh, sure. Which is pretty amazing of all the like stuff that's not great about this i really like asking someone if they want to hug for want (laughs) to fight i think that's that's pretty cool that one that one holds up (laughs) now so you're going to use that if you ever get into a physical location because i'm all i'm always ready to ask people if they want to fight and now instead of usually i say you ready for the fists but now i'm gonna say want to hug yeah, but Sam, what if they just come up and hug you? Well, then I'll hug them back and pop their heads off. Yeah, they're going to get a <laughs> nice punch to the face. Hug them to death. Sam's head ready to, to fight. Head. He's ready to hug, but it's a fight. It's the wrong kind of hug. I thought this was a... When it said hug contest, I didn't know we were actually hugging. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about hug club. First say, welcome hug to club. hug club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't talk about hug club. Stop talking about hug club. <laughs> You know we're on a podcast. Everyone's going to hear about Hug Club now. Hug Club became the reason to get our hair cut short and keep our nails cut. <laughs> See, if you join the Discord, you can be part of Hug Club. We'll make our own category for Hug Club. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta make the the like bar of soap, but it says Hug Club on it. <laughs> it says Hug Club. It's so hug Club. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do that. Uh, I can, I can, I can get that out. Beautiful. Let's get that. Let's get that's that. That's that Discord content right. for you guys. So. Del Gu or Del Gu? Not sure. I think it's Gu. Go, go with Gu. G U E. Go with Gu. All right, Gu's better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Del Gu was one of Johnson's longest trapping partners. He was around for a lot of these stories. A lot of these stories came from him. Gu said he once saw Johnson in a trade mar- argument. Dash a Sioux Brave to the ground with such force as to kill him instantly. In the resulting free-for-all, the young trapper killed five warriors with his fists alone. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't think that's happened? Uh, it's, like a, it's like a mountain man gladiator. He's just walking yeah. around. It's just a, a fucking like, murder machine just set loose in the fucking mountains. It's like a fur trap in one punch, man. Yeah, that's what he wants you to think. <laughs> yeah, right. Or I, who knows if he, even he wanted you to think that or if this all came about later. And there's also theories that maybe he did want people to think this because, like, the better your reputation was, the less likely people were to fuck with you. Yeah, sure. That oh. makes sense. So, like, yeah. How tall is the tail? Right. His legs were incredibly strong, too. It is said he could send his opponents high into the air with one kick or kick them all the way across the campsite. He could also Christ. kill enemies with a single kick. Oh, a kick puncher. Yeah, like, that's insane. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just imagine him walking around with, like, these, like, thick thighs. <laughs> Big ass, like, un- yeah. 
for each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, un- like, uncomfortably. Like, he's like, kind of has to do, like, the weird sway back and forth because he's just focused his, on his thighs alone. One Calves of the things I read. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's bottom yeah. heavy with big hands. I forget where I picked this up. Bottom heavy with big hands. Man, this guy is a Yeti with a shirt. (laughs) What I was going to say is one of the only one resource had this, but it said that most of the time he was his bottom half was naked and he was only wearing a shirt. Before anyone Donald Duck, they liver eating Johnston it. Donald Duck. Liver eating Johnson's it is where it comes from. But, okay, so this dude with his, Potentially. Big, with his big hands, <laughs> big ass hands, his meaty thighs, thighs, and just we don't know his oh dog size. God. Unfortunately, that never came up. Otherwise, you know that would be in here. And his Dillinger, <laughs> well, he's and no his Dillinger. Dillinger dong, his no, Dillinger no. dong is just flapping in the wind. No, he does Those definitely... big guys make it look small. <laughs> I, d- I doubt he it looks. You would have heard about it in Legends. Like that would have happened. Oh yeah, that'd be part of it for sure. He pulled like, he pulled and his erections were so hard he could knock camps. someone's head off with it. <laughs> not, that never came up. <laughs> Del Goo Goo one time at a rendezvous said he saw Johnson kill two people with one swift kick. So wow. one kick, bam, killed two people. Because that's just what he does. He's got them he thighs, I mean, Johnson. Yeah. 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 We haven't that'd even gotten to yet. <laughs> He's got 12-gauge thighs. <laughs> Jeremiah, I think that you like Johnson. Think that, Johnson? <laughs> yeah. oh, another Thanks. rendezvous, Thanks, <laughs> Johnson came across a Blackfoot. And so rendezvous, I say it like we know it because you guys know it. But if for those who haven't heard some of our mountain man stories, they were like mountain men conventions for fur trappers where – they would meet with other traders and different tribes and sell their wares. It was a it was a furry con, as we've joked about in the past. So mm-hmm. he furry killed two con. people in one kick at one. At another one, uh, Rendezvous Johnson came across a Blackfoot and Shoshone person circling each other with knives, getting ready to fight. Uh, Blackfeet and Shoshone have a had a long adversarial relationship. So they were getting ready to fight, and Johnson came up and picked each one up by the neck and bashed their heads together, breaking their necks. Some bystanders uh, would say that they thought Johnson broke their necks just by picking them up by the neck, like just with those big old bushel hands. Oh, yeah, Montana wheat. Yep. Johnson would later say that his intent was simply to break up the fight and not to kill anyone. That was just an accident when he picked all them up I, by dude, their necks and bashed their heads together. <laughs> all I'm picturing is though he's just he's just Bigfoot from Night of the Demon in just yeah. a mountain man shirt and with maybe, like a, and with no pants. No pants. Yeah, kind of overalls and a hat. Yeah. He's got a ring of scalps and rifle and a Bowie knife and a pistol. And it, Bigfoot. That's it. <laughs> just Bigfoot, just fucking murdering people. Great. Good. By the way, Ross. I would love to see some flash of what we just described. (laughs) (laughs) Drawing of that. From Crow Killer. He was the greatest man trailer the Rockies had known. And he described him and he himself ascribed to his sense of smell or scent his ability to spy out ambush again and again. It was said to him that he could walk once around the cold ashes of an Indian campfire, then estimate closely the number of warriors who had been there and announced the tribe they had belonged to. 
which I'm definitely going to chalk up to bullshit. I don't believe he could just come up to campfire and say what tribe had been there and how many people, maybe how many people. But a big part of the my disbelief here and the racism in the book is that oftentimes he credits his eluding ambushes because he could smell whichever type of person was around. He'd be like, oh, I could smell a Sioux was behind that rock or a crow was in those woods. And that's how I was able to like sneak around and get them before they got me. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, think about how much he must have fucking smelled out here alone. I I, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I for uh, I accidentally skipped something. Um, he talking about his his fighting skills. He also only ever wanted a fair fight because he was a good dude. And uh, if he was ever in combat with somebody unarmed, he'd have somebody give that guy a gun or a knife before fighting them. And then still unarmed himself, he would overtake them with his powerful kicks and giant hands in the fight. <laughs> I mean, oh he's a goddamn monster. Okay, yeah. He's a fucking monster. <laughs> he goes, I can't. Well, it has to be fair. Pick up the knife. Well, I don't want to fight you. No. I said, pick up the knife and up, hug me. <laughs> pick up the knife and hug me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a monster. So Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to have to introduce a new character real quick. Side character. John Morgan and his wife and kids were emigrating west when uh, their wagon train, they were in a big wagon train for safety like you do. We learned that in the uh, uh, the Donner Party episodes. But fights happen in these big caravans. Morgan got in a fight and decided to he'd take him and his family off onto their own trail. Mm-hmm. They're on their mm-hmm. own trail. They have some wagon problem, problems, get stuck for a few days fixing a wheel and whatnot. John left the wagon to get some firewood or some such and didn't come back. After a little while, Mama Morgan sent her two sons to find him. Then they didn't come back, so Mama Morgan sent her daughter to go find them. When she didn't come back, Mama Morgan picked up an axe and went to find them herself. What she found was 12 Arapaho along with her scalped dead children and John's scalped but still alive. She attacked the Arapaho with the axe and killed four of them before they escaped, carrying her uh, scalped but alive husband with them. He'd never be seen again. That's what most versions say. Actually, in the book, he ends up being like one of his asshole partners later in the future. Hmm. Johnson comes across the grieving mother and the corpses shortly after the everything went down. He's like, oh, well, I should help her, I guess. So he helps her bury her three children, buries the husband's scalp, because that's all they have left of them, and builds a crude cabin for her to live in. Mama Morgan decapitates the dead Arapaho and places one head on each grave. Over time, the heads became skulls, you know, as they would. And Johnson and other trappers would stop by and leave supplies for her outside her door for years and years and years, over a decade, I think. No tribes ever bothered her again, and it was said if you were nearby the cabin at night, you could hear her mournful wails. Every night at sunset, she would just go to sleep crying and screaming. She became known uh, by everybody in the region as Crazy Woman. There's actually a Crazy Woman Canyon in Wyoming today that supposedly got its name from her. Uh, Also, it is gorgeous. Google it. I would love to visit there sometime. But uh, <laughs> come visit the gorgeous crazy woman, just like the whatever the lady's na- crazy lady's name is in uh, Night of the Demon. They call her crazy, but really, she like all this horrible stuff happened to her. I was, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say well, um, a bunch of horrific the crazy shit woman is the person the crazy that had, one. 
Yeah, her entire family almost murdered. Well, all of her family except for her husband. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. found them and how yeah. crazy. And they were scalped. <laughs> yeah. Crazy woman. And she was upset about uh, it. What a yeah. Yeah. How dare she? Yeah, exactly. Maybe we're the crazy ones. So John <laughs> So Johnson helps crazy woman and keeps on trapping with his buddy Del Gu. Mm-hmm. Now Del and John uh so Del and Johnson's or Johnson and Goo split up every summer and meet back up for the winter to trap during trapping season. They'll they basically like during trapping season it seems like they just set up all their traps, hanging out in a cabin for most of the winter, checking on their traps. It's not very exciting. One summer, Johnson decided he wanted a wife wanted a wife, so while on break. Um, so while he was among the Flathead tribe, Johnson traded one rifle, two knives, and a supply of salt and sugar to Chief Bearheads to Chief Bearhead for his daughter, the Swan. So he's like, I want a wife. I'll trade you this stuff for her because that's what you did at the time. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it seems like they got along well, the Swan and Johnson. And on the way back to the cabin, everything was going well. They get back there and things still are going well. They seem to be laughing a happy life or by all accounts they were, at least by the standards of the day and the situation that they were in. What if it was just grossly inaccurate like the rest of the book and he just married an actual swan? Like he just had a bird around him at all times. He probably did. Yeah, actually his feet were swans. Each foot was a swan. That's part of his story. (laughs) He was a bird man. It's actually theorized the swan was named the swan because her head had its full curve to it. Apparently, the flathead people commonly, and there's some to dispute whether or not this is true too, but would it's definitely true amongst tribes in the Americas. Some places did this. They would do like cranial mm-hmm. malformation with babies at mm-hmm. like three months old. Basically, for the next three months, they'd like put boards on their head to make their foreheads elongated and flatter. But the swan didn't have that, so she like stood out amongst the people. Blah blah blah. According to Johnson, they have this summer together. They go to his little cabin on Snake River, li- living a happy life. Um, Del Gu comes to the cabin and he's like, "All right, it's about that time. We better head to the mountains for another season of trapping." So they leave and. Uh, what Johnson did not know at the time when he left is that the swan was pregnant. Oh. Yeah. Now, these happy times ended upon Johnson's return when he came home to find birds picking at the remains of his dead wife. Oh. Yeah. She got got. She did get got. From Crow Killer. Quote, Nearby, Johnson spotted a small round object about the size of an orange, all but disintegrated by the sharp claws of the birds of prey. Two was kilt here, he muttered, meaning that's like how he figured out that she was pregnant was he saw this. And then he says, two was kilt here, T-W-O-W-U-Z-K-I-L-T-H-Y-A-R. Two was kilt here. Uh-huh. Oh, Okay. Yes. So this is going to kick off, you know, how he gets his nickname. Johnson found an eagle feather in his cabin, which apparently was a telltale sign of the crow people. He gathered his wife and unborn child remains 
put them in a kettle and put that kettle in a rocky area by the cabin and piled it up with rocks so it couldn't be disturbed by scavengers. He would come back to this grave site throughout his life and like pull out the bones and be sad about them. Um, <laughs> be real emo you know, sometimes about Sometimes when I get real sad, I just go and dig up my wife and coddle her bones for a little bit and tell her about my year and then bury her again. I killed some more crows because that's what happens. Basically, he goes on this mm-hmm. vengeance yes, spree against the crow nation. This is how he gets the name Crow Killer uh, and Liver Eater. Liver Eaton Johnson where carry out his revenge against countless crows in the years to come, like, I don't know, 20 years maybe. It is wow. estimated that he killed between 300 to 1,200 crow while carrying out his vendetta. Holy shit. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. Almost 1,200, possibly 1,200 people. Yeah, that's on Depending the... Depending on your source. Yeah, that's probably uh, the higher end of the source. The I've lower seen. estimates are like 300 yeah. to 400, and even that it's is that's That's excessive. an insane amount. That's an insane <laughs> that's amount. Insane. Yes. So, I mean, again... You decide what, what you believe. And he was eating all those livers, too. That's a lot of liver to eat. I mean, well, that's the okay, thing. So tech- Every single one of those, he scalped and ate all of the livers raw. He would cut them beneath the rib cage, reach in, pull out the liver, and eat it. So one man's mountain man is another man's actual serial killer. Like, is this, this is a serial killer who has an M.O. of a certain kind of person... That he murders, mm-hmm. scalps, and cannibalizes about yeah, takes a hundred times. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a ritual. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's a serial killer. Yeah, Fuck. that's what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like serial killers. You just were existing back then, and it was like legal. Like you don't have yeah. to. Like yeah, they were like, well, he's got reason. Yeah, it's got. It's yeah. it's understandable. Duh. That's what they're yeah. saying back then because you sanctioned know, by the U.S. government. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you bring us the scalps, it's fine. <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> Jesus. So Del Gu was witness to this a few times, the liver eating, and he thought it was disgusting from Crow Killer. Don't liver eat. Don't do that. Now liver eat. Now I'm a going to gag. <clears throat> gag then, Johnson said, and with a delicate sweep of his bowie knife, he opened the dead crow's abdomen and thrust his hand inside. Also, the... I mean, 400 in, you're going to know immediately what organ you're grabbing. I mean, 400 times doing it, you're going to you're gonna know the consistency. Can't of miss. Yeah. Well, at that point, it's got to be like on principle because it's got to fucking be like, ugh, I'm so ugh, sick of human liver, liver again. A <laughs> <laughs> liver hey, again. Hey, Johnson, how about you liver alone? There it is. I was waiting for one of us to make it. I was waiting for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Somebody yeah. had to eventually. So... I'm not sure if I ended up writing this, so I'm going to address it now. Uh, One of the things maybe that the crow believed was that they needed their liver to get to the afterlife successfully. Oh, so he wasn't So he was doing this just to be like a big motherfucker. Yeah, so he not only was killing them physically, but also spiritually. Yes. Oh, great. Now, during this time, Johnson himself dressed like a crow uh, because everything he wore and owned, except for his knife and gun, came from Sorry, crow people just, that he had murdered. I know, I know you mean crow, but all I was thinking of like is like Brandon, people. No, Brandon Lee from the crow. And then 
<laughs> during his time of vengeance, he was like Brandon, just like a goth Brandon guy in white yeah. makeup. Just said uh-huh. fucking weird love one-liners and ate people. Well, actually, from what we've heard so far, the description of uh, old liver-eating, thick-thighs Johnson, <laughs> he would be scarier than the crow walking <laughs> totally. up. But the crow, uh-huh. I'd almost expect him to come down from a mountain. If somebody like the crow came walking out of the woods of a mountain, yeah. that would be a no. little more... No, he's like, um, fuck, it's like, uh, was it Jason Momoa when he was in test makeup for the crow that never wound up never happening? It's just this monster of a human being in God makeup. Oh, yeah, no, it's a real thing. It's real fucking weird. (laughs) I don't really have more details on his crow killing, mostly because he did it for so long and so prolifically that all I could find was, you know, he tried to commit a genocide for a couple decades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's truly fucked, but essentially that's what he was doing. The crow unsuccessfully would send many war parties after him and they would all die by his hand. Eventually, they decided they put together like a what are we going to do about Livery and Johnson commission? Yeah. And decided that they would send 20 of their best warriors to track and attack Johnson, but individually. They were like, he's so good at fighting us as a party and sniffing stuff out. Maybe if you just try sneak attacks one on one, somebody will be able to get them. It didn't work. And Johnson took them down one by one for nearly 20 years. Like the last one, I think, was 18 years after this council sent the 20 people after him. So according to the book, he would keep notches on his Bowie knife until he got to 20 and was like, well, I reckon that's the last one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) One day. So that's like that's the biggest part of his story that a lot of people talk about is Mm -hmm. this war against the crow people. And eating their livers. Uh, I believe in the movie that the Jeremiah Johnson movie, I do believe he has a wife that gets killed and he goes for vengeance, but he definitely does not eat any livers. I know that for sure. Now, one day, Johnson went to check on old crazy woman that we met before mm-hmm. yeah. and found that she had died. Oh. But instead of finding a corpse, she was buried with a rock form. She was buried and she had a rock formation on top of her. And he could tell by the rock formation that the crow had done it. So Johnson was like, well, they must have done this because they have so much respect for me. Wow. I should make peace with them. And then he went to the crow and did just that. And they were like, yeah, you know what? We're sick of this too. But peace. Peace be (laughs) with you. Please. Please have peace. That was about, I think, you know, it varies. But I think it was about 25 years of that happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, he would go on to have many other battles with different tribes. Um, on one one of these battles, he gathered a group of mountain men to aid him uh, in the fight. And it reminded me of like a scene in a movie when they're getting the gang together uh, to for like one last job or something like this. <laughs> Only this gang is the worst people on earth. Here is a quote from Crow Killer. <laughs> Wind River Jake was there, whose back had once been so full of Sioux arrows as to look like a porcupine. And Baldhead Pete from Las Animas, scalped by the Pawnees when still a boy, but owner by now of enough Pawnee scalps, as he put it, to roof a cabin. And Mad Mose, another who'd been crudely scalped in the massacre, who he would capture an Indian and sometimes cut off his ears and then let him live. There was Jack Ireland, Moses' close friend. Hatchet Jack, they called him, who dismembered and burned his Indian victims piece by piece. That's the uh, crew 
that Johnson's putting together. So this is this is their A team. This is the A team. <laughs> They're coming yeah. in. This is yeah, the... this is this is Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mr. Blue, Mr. Pink, Mr. Orange, mm-hmm. all getting together oh, yeah. for the it's Johnson's six. <laughs> After leading these psychos into a successful battle, they all asked Johnson to eat a liver to prove that he really did it. They were like, Come on, liver eating you you eat liver, show us. And even though the victims from this battle were not crow, he obliged. Another quote from Crow Killer. Guess I'll just do it. Oh, shucks, guys. Twist my arm. We'll see what this Sioux liver tastes like. That Sorry, that's not a crow quote from Crow Killer. I was, I was like, just, oh, boy. Wow. Having <laughs> <laughs> some fun. Here it is. Johnson never did that. finish the last of the livers he ate. He turned aside instead to direct the bowling, boiling down of the 32 skulls for mounting on poles. Peter Coke, in his journal, reports the effect on the passengers of the steamer Huntsville landing at Fort Hawley some days later. Quote, A sight met her passengers, which was certainly calculated to shock the nerves of an eastern tenderfoot. Along the brink of, b- brink of the river bank, on both sides of the landing, a row of stakes was planted, and each stake carried a white, grinning Indian skull. They were evidently the pride of the inhabitants, and a little to one side, as if guarding them, stood a trapper, well-known through eastern Montana by the nickname of Liver-Eating Johnson. He was leading on a crutch with one leg bandaged, and the day being hot, his entire dress consisted of a scant, much-shrunken red undershirt reaching just below his lips. Hips. (laughs) His His matted hair. From his lips to his hips. (laughs) Reaching just below his hips. His matted hair and bushy beard flooded in the breeze, and his giant frame and limbs, so freely exposed to view, formed an exceedingly impressive and characteristic picture. They didn't describe pants in that. They didn't describe pants. That they did not Donald. describe pants in that. Dude, he was Donald. But I feel like they would have said with his dick out, right? <laughs> well, I, I it was probably so normal it. at the time for yeah. him at this point. This man. Okay, so hold on. There's a whole caravan of people passing Dick Waven Johnson. And you see a bunch of heads, skulls on poles. And then afterwards, you see just like a guy in the Captain Morgan stance with his fucking... <laughs> bubblegum sticking straight out and just looking at the horizon just winking at you going like don't worry guys i got your back giving that double wink thick thighs big hands scalps cartoonishly big hands his mickey mouse gloves just (laughs) my thing only looks small in comparison to these big hands promise (laughs) i promise it's it's a scale problem that's the delivery i should really find some pants (laughs) all right so, in another battle with these same nut, nut jobs, one of his crews managed to whip around the neck of someone who was on horseback. Like, he whipped him and it, like, wrapped around his neck. And then it popped the head off, landing into Johnson's hands. And Johnson threw the head at another guy on a horse, hitting him in the head, cracking his skull open and killing him. Yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah. yeah that's I, so ridi- that's, That one is so ridiculous. That probably happened. Yeah, you know that guy I mentioned from Master Chef at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, he he did it. Johnson. <laughs> that was that's Livery Johnson. This is too crazy to be real. Now Johnson trapped and scouted and worked for the military for several more years before becoming the sheriff of Red Lodge, Montana. In Red Lodge, he actually got in trouble 
from like the other sheriffs around for not arresting people enough because that was how you know police make money is arresting people and finding them mm-hmm. but instead johnson would just like beat people up and they'd be like oh they were just drunk so i just beat them up and now they're fine <laughs> <laughs> So he did that for maybe a year or so before he left to trap again. But uh, this time he was going to meet up with another mountain man. And when he got there, that guy was dead. Mm. Not only was he dead, he was killed by someone. So Johnson had to do another little vengeance thing where he went and found the guy and killed him. And really compared to everything else we talk about, it's just not that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) i like the guy's such a monster that an actual murder is less interesting than like everything else he's done yeah right (laughs) now johnson was an old man and he was sick so he went to a veterans hospital in los angeles and died one month later he was 76 years old or thereabouts depending on what article you want to read here's the thing we're not actually done with our story because i saved my favorite story for the end so we could go out with a bang this would have been during his crow hunting days johnson uncharacter uncharacteristically fell victim to a blackfeet ambush they popped out beat him stripped him down took his shit tied him up brought him back to their teepee had their way with him some more fun whatever they're doing beating him up and then left him to go party be like hey we got we got him this guy sucks. <laughs> so he was left guarded by a, a single warrior. And for some reason, the Blackfeet bound his hands in front of him instead of behind him. Oh, their plan, the whole reason they got him was they were going to sell him to the crow uh, for ransom. They're like, we got your guy. So come, you know, give us a bunch of horses for him or whatever the plan was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's bound up. He's got his hands bound in front of him. Whenever the guard is looking away, checking out the party, um, he's gnawing at the leather straps, biting through bit by bit. Eventually, he gets through enough. He's able to break him open, unbind his feet, and before the guard knew what happened, he had been kicked into the air and punched between the eyes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Thick thighs gotta hey. do it. Yeah, well, what, the, what did you think was gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Now the guard's lying unconscious. Johnson took the guard's knife and scalped him with it, as he tends to do. Then he cut off the guard's left pant leg, felt around the guard's hip, stuck the knife down to his hip bone, and ran it around in a circle around his leg, and in one swift movement, pop, tore his leg off. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Leg Taron Johnson. He did this with such expertise that he left the guard alive. Some versions of the story have it that Johnson used the knife in the leg to fight his way out of camp, while other versions of the story say that he just took the leg and knife and took off into the woods, took off into the winter did, night, not daring more confrontation. I think he attacked. I think he, I think he attacked the rest of the – because he wanted a leg up in the fight. So he decided uh, to <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Ran out with his fourth leg, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Am I right? So now out in the cold winter's night, he's like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I could go to the Flathead people. They're 300 miles that way. Or I could go to my cabin. That's only 200 miles the other way. So I guess I'll go to my cabin. 
half naked and on foot with nothing but a frozen leg and his knife to sustain him. He starts making this journey. Mm-hmm. He's nibbling the <laughs> nibbling on this frozen leg the whole time. Uh, <laughs> just that, that's oh the only God. food he has. Um, and it's, it's just nibbling on the meat part up top. Uh, but unfortunately, that it kept freezing because um, it was so cold, the leg meat. So he's using his knife to cut off the leg meat. And at one point, he broke his knife on the leg meat. So now he just has this leg, no knife, half naked, going through the mountains. Jesus. Yeah. Well, one night while sleeping in a cave, he felt a tug on his leg and woke up to see a mountain lion trying to take the Blackfoot oh. leg out of the cave. Oh, no. So he jumped up and ripped the leg from the lion's jaws and then beat the lion with the leg until the lion gave up and ran off. Yeah. Sounds so right. he, he gets his leg back. He's like, good. I still have my food and I guess a weapon now. So I'm going to go back to the cave. And as he's headed, he's, his like back is facing the cave and he hears sort of a low grumbly roar from the cave. And can you go, guys guess what was Ooh. behind him in that cave? Grizzly bear. It was a bear with a knife. It was a bear with, yeah, a, bear with a knife. A, a, a grizzly bear. I, I don't think he had a knife. But yeah, you got that right. It was a goddamn grizzly bear. So what did Johnson do? He be- bobbed and weaved and beat this bear with the blackfoot leg until the bear gave up and returned back to his den to keep hibernating. All right. That's nice. Yeah. And that gentleman is all I got. That's everything on old liver eating thick thighs big pod whatever johnson trap king how do johnson we, yeah how do we feel what a, what's the temperature what a monster i mean even if it, like even if like one percent is true he's just a fucking god-awful human being it's uh, i mean yes. but with his yeah i don't know it's so weird it's like it's so weird when they have the, the, that their moral code, <laughs> where it's like I right. was wrong, right. so let me do this, and then four it takes four hundred people dying, and then they do. He goes, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe maybe they weren't so bad. Maybe I should make peace. Oh, look at that! They respect me. They they built this grave here. I'll go back That's... and be like, all right, guys, it's all good. It's all good. We're we're fine now. Yeah, yeah. that dude kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, if if any of this is true, for sure. <laughs> I, I love the, the image we have come up of him, of this very thick thighed, I imagine, very skinny upper body, big hands. What was it? Big <laughs> hands, uh, bottom heavy. and um, Bottom heavy with, yeah. his, with his penis out. With just a shirt, yeah. Just wearing a shirt. That's ridiculous. In crow makeup. And that's how I would like to remember old Liberty and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's on the plaque. <laughs> John Jeremiah, Eric Draven, Livery and Johnson. <laughs> Johnson perfect. Livery yeah. and Thick Thighs Johnson. Thick Thighs Johnson. There it is. There it is. So have you all heard of Thick Thighs Johnson before? What did you think? Um, this guy, how do you feel about him? Jump into the Discord. Hit us up on Instagram or Slasher and let's talk about it over there as well. Continue this shit. So yeah. thank you, Sam, for, for introducing us to this very thick thighed man i can't get that image out of my head and yeah, i love it. it's bad, hilarious yeah. and uh we're gonna go <laughs> ahead and take a quick break and then i got something to finish us off with and then we'll probably jump right into our would you rather so let's go ahead and one more break back from break brian go 
Once upon a time there lived a couple, the woman being pregnant. The man went hunting one day, and in his absence a certain wicked woman named Red Woman came to the teepee and killed his wife, and cut her open, and found boy twins. She threw one behind the teepee curtain, and the other she threw into a spring. She then put a stick inside the woman and stuck one end in the ground to give her the appearance of a live person, and burned her upper lip, giving her the appearance as though laughing. Oh my God. It's time to close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the story of Lodge Boy and Thrown Away. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Now right. this this is a story from the Crow People, and it's actually a story that's these two um what well, what comes of it is a story that was told maybe probably throughout a bunch of different tribes and nations, but sure. this mm-hmm. is the one that I could find that was I guess most specifically or at least linked to at one point the crow people. Cool. This comes from a book that was called I'm going to call it by it's not its actual name, but what it, you know, Tales of the North American Native American. Uh, this was published in, they obviously didn't call them Native Americans, published in 1929 by someone named Stith Thompson. So throwing an extra or a T in there in weird places. S T I T H, Stith. Oh, yeah. Stith. <laughs> Good old weird. Stith Thompson. So, and one thing I'll Stith. note, you like that the wording's probably weird because obviously. It's translated from original language and a lot of these legends, you know, tales of folklore and everything were meant to be told, told spoken word, you know, told through stories Mm -hmm. and everything like that. And there's much more of an impact there. So, so then the story goes on that, uh, her husband comes home from the trip. He's, uh, tired and he's carrying a deer that he had killed and he sees his wife standing near the teepee and, He's kind of like perplexed because it looks like she's laughing at him. And he's, uh, and they believe he says, I'm tired and hungry. Why do you laugh at me? And he pushes her. So then she falls backwards and her stomach opens and he catches hold of her. And she dis- discovers that she's dead. And it says that he knew immediately that Red Woman was the one that had killed his wife. So I didn't look too much into Red Woman if she's like a character that's, you know, throughout other folklore mm. and stuff. And it's just like a known like... Right bad entity type of thing i thought Uh, you were gonna say he knew immediately that she was dead (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 kind of uh when she fell down and her stomach split open her guts fell out Mm -hmm. yeah and then it gets to a point where i don't know if there's like a time gap or a time jump or anything because it says while the man was eating supper alone one night a voice said father give me some of your supper and no one was in sight. So he resumed eating again, the voice asked for supper. Then the man said, whoever you are, you may come and eat with me, for I am poor and alone. <laughs> just imagine, you know, there's just like sad old man in here and like hearing a voice. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come eat. I'm not scared by this. I'm just <laughs> poor and alone. I could use some company. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> right. A young boy comes from behind the curtain and he said his name was thrown behind the curtain and during the day uh, while the man was hunting the boy stayed at home one day the boy says father 
make me two bows and the arrows for them. His father asked him why he wanted two bows. The boy said, I want them to change about. His father made them. So his father like makes him the bows. He's like, but you're acting weird. Why would you just want two different bows? That makes no sense. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you I'm going out one day, but then I'm going to like hide and, and watch mm-hmm. to see what you're going to do. And why do you need two bows? So one day on the kid. Exactly. He's like, my, he's like this, my, my maybe ghost child or whatever you are is up to some my weird shit. Ghost child. <laughs> So he, he, he goes and like hides behind a hill and is over like overlooking and like checking out the kid. And there he sees two boys of about the same age shooting arrows. And I, and I, the first thought that came to my head is like, I didn't imagine them, you know, like shooting it into trees or whatever. I imagine them shooting each other. It just, like, <laughs> it just like flings in. It like doesn't do any or hurt them. And it's like, thump. Oh, you got me! And they're just like <laughs> <laughs> laughing, almost like stoners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, some butthead. Yeah, and he's like, "Wait a second, there's two of them." <laughs> yeah, th- th- wait. There's my my ghost child has another ch- uh, kid he's hanging out with. I I don't think he actually looks like a ghost. I think he just looks like a normal boy or whatever at this point. And we I don't get a sense of the age either, from what I could tell. So one day, mm-hmm. um, or after this. Uh, when the kid returns home, he asks his son, is there another little boy that you were playing with out there? Or who was that kid? And the son said, yeah, he, he lives in the spring. So the father's like, well, don't make him live in the spring. He can come live with us. Because, <laughs> you know, poor and lonely again. The son says uh, that he can't make him because that this other uh, boy has sharp teeth like an otter. But if the father can make him a suit of rawhide he'll try and catch him so father's like okay i can do that so one day arrangements were made to catch the boy and the father said i'll stay here in the teepee and you can tell him i've gone out in essence trying to be like bring the boy into the teepee don't tell him i'm actually in here and just try to like lure him in here thrown in spring is the other boy and then we got thrown behind the curtain so thrown in spring says like i i smell something he's like i don't trust going into this teepee so throw behind the curtains like no no don't it's okay my father's not home and insists and insists and eventually so they're out playing a game at this point and they're doing their like arrow games this is where i learned that you know they're like trying to either shoot something or not you know each other so <laughs> while they're playing thrown behind the curtain disputed a point of their game and as thrown in spring stooped over to see how close his arrow came thrown behind the curtain grabbed him from behind and held his arms close to his sides and thrown in spring turned and attempted to bite him but his teeth could not penetrate the rawhide suit Mm -hmm. so then the father came to the assistance of thrown behind the curtain and the water of the spring rushed out to try to help i guess thrown in spring so either he has Mm -hmm. water powers or the water is trying to help him but thrown in spring was dragged uh, up to a high hill where the water could not reach him and then here they burned incense under his nose and he became human so this cured him of his sharp teeth wildness and the three of them then lived together and now this is when the good thing they had that incense up there yeah, in a high hill and some incense, that's all it takes to, you know, if you got sharp teeth. If you Not know any sharp teeth, water boys. <laughs> so, yeah, so these two boys are like their own legend in a sense that they 
have all these different almost like monster slayer type characters that have their own mm-hmm. stories like that a hercules had. type of deal yeah in a, in a sense and these are a bunch that continue within this story and i believe you know like i said other people and other nations and other tribes had like versions of these things too okay mm-hmm. so one day one of the boys said let's go and wake up mother so they went to their mother's grave and one said mother your stone pot is dropping and she moved the other boy said mother your high dresser is falling and she sat up then one of them said mother your bone crusher is falling and she began to arrange her hair which uh, had begun to fall off of course because she's a corpse and then mother said i've been asleep a long time and then she accompanied the boys home (laughs) so that's like (laughs) so they go and raise the zombie mom and she's like cool let's do this uh do you know what bone crusher is i didn't look up a bone crusher um i forgot about that part in the story to be honest until i was just reading it again because i didn't Mm. i think even register maybe that the first time i was like okay they're trying to you know be like oh your things are either breaking or falling or whatever it is to try to make her wake up and i guess it does right exactly all the other stuff i knew so this one i'm like well that's gotta be something what is it Ah, then you know they're old bone crushers everyone had them at the time you mm-hmm. know you kept your bone crusher next to your dresser your high dresser i believe it was it was just a little version of the rapper who's like i ain't never scared <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so this story goes on to tell like uh i believe it's like four or five different little things that they go into to do one of their first stories is about and it all starts with the boys are being forbidden by their father to go do something, so they go and check it out, or they go and do something. So the boys were forbidden by their father to go to the river bend above their teepee, for an old woman lived there who had a boiling pot. And every time she saw any living object, she tilted the kettle toward it, and the object was drawn into the pot and boiled for her to eat. The boys went one day to see the old woman, and they found her asleep, and they stole up and got her pot and awakened the old woman and said to her, Grandmother, why have you this here? At the same time, tilting the pot towards her, which she was then drowned and like poured mm-hmm. into and boiled to death. Victim of her own device. Yeah. Then they took the pot home and gave it to their mother for her own protection. So now they have, you know, a magical pot hanging out with zombie mother. Does that work for animals? Like, can you be like, ooh, a deer. I a guess- deer, look at my pot. <laughs> yeah, maybe... I don't know if you have to do it like in the water either. Like, because uh, it seems like you would tip the pot in the water and it pulled you in. I have no idea. Magical pots. I don't sure. know. I, I really Hard to don't say. Know. Yeah. yeah you know. Who knows? Teach their own. There's another story of them. Their father's like, uh, there's a hill. Don't go over that hill. <laughs> so, of course, the boys go over there and they find like this crazy alligator serpent thing that eats them. And ultimately, okay. while they're in there, like, hey, Mr. Alligator, what's this? And they're like poking at his kidneys. And he's like, I think he says, that's my medicine. Don't touch that. And then the boys reach up and they start like touching his heart. And the serpent's like, Th- that's where I make my plans. And so one of the boys are like, you you do make plans, do you? I don't like that. <laughs> the things Who's they say. The gator? One of the boys said, you do make plans, do you? And then he cut out the mm-hmm. heart and it died. So, like, again, the translation's probably a little bit weird here of right. what 
yes. what is coming across. But yeah, they're basically in there being like, "Ooh, what's the kidneys for here? Ooh, what's this? Your heart? I wonder what that's for." And then like chop it off, and then they oh escape gosh. by cutting between the ribs and like blasting out of the the alligator serpent thing. <laughs> this yeah, that, that's some that's some cosmic Cajun shit right there, cuz. <laughs> oh wow wow you really tapped into that uh they're gonna be happy to hear this episode now if they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh for for you know fans of the podcast you'll know what we've been talking that that would be the nightclub over yeah, there go a, ahead check them go, out there go listen to the nightclub podcast ross is going to be on an episode soon and sam and i were just mm-hmm. on one as well recently listen to those ones and some of their other ones if you want <laughs> <laughs> the next story is that there's like these uh area with these three trees that apparently will like anything that goes in through like into their triangle area the trees will just like slam down and like beat them to death (laughs) so the boys like try to run through there and essentially get the trees to fall over onto nothing and then by then jumping on top of the trees and breaking their branches the trees aren't able to go back to their upward position so they defeat the okay. trees. Oh yeah, good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. I want to get a book on these boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a this is a funny one. The, there's another area where they're not supposed to go to. There's a teepee over the hill that's inhabited by a bunch of snakes. So the boys go over there. The snakes invite them, and they're like all hanging out. But what the the boys do beforehand is that they take like these flat stones to sit down and put on because the snakes had a thing for going up into people's butts and <laughs> oh, yeah not, oh so these hold on wait these are non-consent snakes yeah the, the snakes are trying what to like snake distract party. them and like get everyone to sleep but oh where is it the exact line hold on sorry so they put these rocks under their like pants or whatever they're wearing yeah. to cover their butts so that the snakes don't climb into would, their butts i know that wouldn't be that wouldn't be enough for me I would take gravel and shove it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The snakes would try to, they would approach anyone to sleep and try to enter their body through their rectum. So the snakes would try to get them to go to sleep. Well, the I can boys see outside. why they were forbidden to go here. Uh-huh. <laughs> be like, be like, shit, ah, we never should have come. We should have listened this the one time. Yeah, yeah. And then so one of the one of the snakes, you know, tries to enter the rectum of each of the boys and failed on account of the flat stone. So the boys just kill all the other snakes, but that one, they take that one and they rub its head against the side of a cliff. And that is the reason why snakes have flattened heads. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We found it. We figured it out here. You heard it here, There's a few more of these stories in here, but ultimately the last one leads them to uh, dealing with a, a thunderbird. So one day while they're walking through the valley, they're all of a sudden lifted from the earth. And they're traveling through the uh, air for some time. And then they're placed on top of a high peak. And there's a big lake surrounding it. Perfect Thunderbird territory. And the Thunderbird says to them, I want you to kill a long otter that lives in the lake. He eats all the young ones that I produce and I cannot make him stop. So the boys make some arrows. They gather some dry pine sticks. They uh, heat up some rocks. And they go into I guess battle with the otter. The uh, the long otter starts coming towards them. So as it opens its mouth, the boys shoot arrows into it. For whatever reason, this doesn't really stop it. So as it's getting closer, they they take the hot rocks and they throw it down its throat. And this was what causes it to. It just says it curls up and dies afterwards. They were then oh, taken oh. up and carried through the air 
and gently placed upon the ground near their homes where they lived for many years. Dope. Just thanks, like dude. You want to ride home? Yeah, and that's one of the yeah. Thrown in curtain and thrown in spring. Yeah, yeah. So that's just one of their names here. I think probably like I said in other tribes they might have other names. Like I I keep hearing different ones because there's Lodge Boy and Thrown Away is what the story will always come back to I, when you look it up, and that's what it's specifically called in this book that was published. Yeah, and that's like the in any. I think kind of similar to what how your story went. Anything that references this story is coming from that book at this point. Right. To get any variation on it, I think you would you know probably actually have to talk to someone <laughs> within one sure, of these actually yeah. tribes and see if there's any kind of narratives or what they have heard different otherwise. But I yeah, Google this stuff. It's I find it very interesting. Also, thrown away is like the saddest name for a ghost boy I've ever heard. <laughs> right thrown behind the curtain and thrown Thrown in spring like yeah or yeah thrown away or lodge boy like all these different things they come back to are so sad but they're they're, but they (laughs) ultimately are like these fun little almost monster slaying trickster types that go on their own little adventures and like father's always like yeah you can't go over there it's like dennis the menace and casper the friendly ghost went on a bunch of hijinks (laughs) Mm -hmm. precisely so that's the creepy file I had for My you. Dad's always like, "Oh, don't do that, baby." <laughs> <laughs> a nice little dessert for you know, let the crow people have their legends. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank yeah. you for bringing that dessert. I'm a fan, and I'm glad cool. we got to uh, do not talk. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, not you just be it. about the crazy guy that was eating all their livers. They had yeah, fun yeah, stuff that might too. not even be real, and, but still promoting like murder. Their murder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's... genocide attempted. So yeah, I've, I mean, I found these, and like when I first started reading too, as soon as like that first thing opens with you know sticking the woman onto a stick and cutting her open, I was like, oh, okay, this is brutal. Let's yeah, this like, works I perfectly. Found it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So there you have it. There is our, we're calling, you know, it's a creepy file on this legend from the Crow tribe. So I said it, we're going to do it. We're just going to get right into would you rather. So would you rather, and I'm going to start it with you guys right now. Would you rather be Lodge Boy or thrown away? Oh. And I mean, I I, I think. Wait, aren't I they would... the, wait, one's the thrown away is the spring and Lodge Boy is the curtain? Yes. Yes, thrown behind the curtain or thrown in spring, basically. So, I I I, I feel like the idea of being the uh, the the sharp tooth one that has to get tamed that that's fun, right? Yeah. Then, ding ding ding. Because ultimately, that's I it. feel like they're they're very similar once they get back and go into their stories. It doesn't go much into their individual personalities after. Right. Yeah. No. I, I would be. Yeah. I think I would. I would be. I would be sharp tooth spring boy with water powers i unfortunately want to keep calling them shark boy and lava girl lava girl (laughs) (laughs) it just almost i don't know because i have that imagery of the shark teeth in my head but i mean you know lodge boy is just like grew up privileged in the lodge had everything got 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 a father didn't have to live in the elements like you know thrown in the spring well i definitely lean lodge boy initially i was thinking oh yeah spring because of the transformation but then i was like who knows how much that must have sucked to like be this spring boy with the beaver teeth that like can't leave the spring and yeah has an abusive relationship with it maybe (laughs) because it won't let him leave like uh and how long was that going on for before he was finally freed by the incense that's uh, true that's true 
I mean, yeah, I, I guess the the father wasn't the the guy wasn't the actual father who came back and found the wife, right? Or was it? What's that? The guy, the old man, the old poor old man, the poor old man. Was he the father of the children? Mm-hmm. From yeah, that was before? the actual father. Yeah, that was the father. Okay. And okay. then zombie okay. mother. You could be zombie mother right. or father. Anyone in the family. How about that? <laughs> okay. I'm still just going to be, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to throw, throw away in spring. Yeah. I'll be Lodge Boy. Yeah. It probably right. has it best, actually. No, I'll be spring. I would be Probably, spring. if yeah. you really think about it. They didn't. I mean, I guess they probably didn't really realize they were too young when they were murdered out of the womb, and then they just <laughs> appeared as, you know, whatever age they They're are. Too young like, to that's remember their murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that but that must be nice if you're too young to remember your murder. It sucks all those people that have to remember their murder. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, that's how we're going. Um, do either of you? I know I sprang it on you quick. Do either of you have one prepared, Sam? I do. Would you rather have thick thighs or bushel hands? Ooh, Ooh. I'm going thick thighs. Yeah, yeah, I I go thick thighs. I want to be able yeah, to. I, I have kick. big hands, but I can't have bigger hands than this. I want to kill two people with one kick. Oh, how <laughs> interesting. Brian wants to murder people. Ross, I didn't say it was murder. Your self defense. You just don't want to have bigger hands. I just don't want to have bigger hands. <laughs> okay. I think about like <laughs> it's like it was self defense. I'm just gonna go into bad neighborhoods at late at night and hope that Walk I don't around. have to kick anyone. You fit in a hug. <laughs> I mean, you could kick a lot of cool stuff. Maybe. Yeah, like, you could kick some trees probably with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break some trees with your kicks. I'm wondering it doesn't come up. It I would probably go thick thighs as well, but I want to know how high you can jump with a kick like that. Figure probably real like could you do you get extra jumping power with that or is it just strong kachow? Um would I be a good kicker in the NFL? Could I make some money off this? I mean, <laughs> I think you could probably make money off the fact that people would want to see your boxer. weird thick thighs. Yeah, like I think just the, <laughs> just the sheer fact they're abnormally large would be. Yeah, would be you could probably like kick. Ups. That's what I was saying. Like kick through stuff. Like I don't know, set up like a thing. Well, at the yeah, county you can fair. kick stuff, but I don't know if that helps you jump. Oh, you, know? you really want to jump so, though? You want to make your money that's off my jumping? Thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering how it'll affect my skateboard in these big old thick glass. Oh, you could just like ollie over a building. Yeah. Am I gonna break my board every time I land on it? <laughs> you have to have a special board for them thick thighs. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to add extra weight, so it's got to be able to support that. Yeah, that's going to be power. Like you're going to have to learn to control the the. <laughs> that's true. The power you don't want accidentally, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. After I mean, yeah. Goku trains in the like extra gravity and comes back. That's going to be me. Mm-hmm. A skirt mm-hmm. bird. Precisely. So you're we're all going thick, thick thighs, thighs, aren't we? All right, yeah. we're gonna be I the thick I thigh am, boys. Doing it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think just we're I want, I and also like guy. I'd have fun just kicking different things and being like. And we're also going pantless, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we could buy any. We'd have to get tailored pants. Yeah, you'd have to get you're, very you're specific, specific, big and tall, custom made pants. pants at that point. Okay, <laughs> yeah. great, great, great. Yeah. All right, Ross, what do you got for us? Finish great us all guys. off. <laughs> um, would you rather own a cat with a human face? Or a dog with human hands for paws. I think I'd probably get. Well, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a cat with a human face because I want my dogs normal. <laughs> but it would still. But I think it would still meow. Yeah. No. Like, I think that'd be not, hilarious. 
Well, I yeah, I gotta know how expressive these this face is. Like, it could be really interesting Meow. to see human face expressions <laughs> from a cat. Meow. Um, but at the same time, if my dog had opposable thumbs. It'd what would my dog massages. get up to? <laughs> oh, that's curious. true too. How helpful your dog could be, and also just like what he do when he's just playing around, like oh, that, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> I I so, know it sounds it's tough. ludicrous. I would I would do the dogs with the human hands because I think at a certain point I couldn't stand a cat with a human face. Like, could you imagine? Like, but your dog could never. Like, your dog could leave your house anytime it wanted. There's, I'm sure that do- dogs could, if they oh, had the hands out. to do it, would unlock and open doors. <laughs> yeah, but all you're gonna see is this tiny ass face, like going around corners and staring at you, <laughs> good old weird. Like, that'd look, that'd be yeah, horrifying after a certain point. Hilarious. It, it could be opinion. very I think that'd unsettling be such a cool as well. Little, yeah. I would rather, yeah, have a. Like, if it's in a world where I have to choose one or the other, I mean, mm-hmm. are all dogs like... Are, uh, I don't want to get into it too much. <laughs> How smart's the dog? How smart is this dog? Depend- <laughs> hey, you know what? Depends on the breed. Does it want to stay with me or run away? Yeah, no. If, like, my dogs all of a sudden had human's hands, I would not like that. They would be That would be too much power for them. I would much, <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather be walking around dealing with cats that have human faces, for sure. That's true. I give that. Power I think I'd go with a human-faced cat too because it is so bizarre. Exactly. I can't help but picture there's some cats like that in the movie Mirror Mask. The uh, mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman, I think it was based on. It's definitely got Dave McKean, I believe, directed it. It is yeah. crazy bonkers, but it no, is visually wild. fantastic. But they have cat face, human-faced cats in that, so that's kind of what I'm picturing. And I could deal with that better, I feel like, than I'd... I'm just really curious how that dog's going to use them mitts, you know? <laughs> it's only one way to find out. <laughs> How's that dog going to use them I don't think I mitts? want to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can ask Ross, because he'll find out soon enough. I'm going to find and out we'll the hard way. Exactly, right? So there you have it. Another episode in the can from us. And we thank you so much for being here with us on that journey. 40. Episode 40. That was episode 40. 40. Holy shit. I didn't think about it until the very end, but cool. Episode 40. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I know, right? We've been doing this for like 40 weeks straight, that means. Weekly episodes. We haven't missed one. Wow. That's insane. I'm not trying to be like, look at us. We're awesome for not missing one. I'm just like, wow. That's, I didn't think we would do that. That's damn. Yeah. But the reason why we're able to do it is because, you know, we see that there's people listening and we thank you so much for doing that. It it does Mm -hmm. push us through and we appreciate it a lot. So if you like what we're doing here, go ahead and jump over to Spotify and give us one of those five star uh, ratings on there. Jump into Apple and do that as well and write a review we would really appreciate any written reviews that lets us know you know lets us know you like us and what we're doing right we want to (laughs) keep providing that for you too so as always go ahead and follow sam at chuddle the sam go ahead and follow ross at chuddle the ross go ahead and follow me at chuddle the brine with a because fuck it on instagram and slasher go ahead and follow all of us at chuddle the pod on instagram slasher jump into our discord which you can find the link to in the show description you can find anything else that you would ever need related to chuddle the pod at chuddle the pod dot com there it is thank you sir and until next time 
we'll be waiting. new album from world-renowned artist daddy sam comes glitter bottle with such songs as go to bed no seriously go to bed you will eat that put that down you won't eat that how many times have i told you and many more can be heard on this 17 cd master uh track album of the year 17 CD, 32 CD set album of the year, Glitter Bottle from Daddy Sam. Buy your copy today.